Hello, bienvenue, and welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. The podcast that gives you the unenviable insight into the creators and masterminds behind the second best video games website ever, www.thatguys.co.uk. In today's podcast, we're going to be donning some berries, smoking some pipes, and wearing our thick rim glasses. We are your hosts, the Professor of Cultural Studies, Dr. Richie, myself, and Doctor of the Moving Arts, Farley, aka Kinsey11. Say hello, Farley. Um, it's Professor, actually. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Farley, where else can we be found? Uh, you can find us across the world wide web uh, at that guy's a maniac on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, I think those are all of them. You can find us there. Yeah, and to be honest, like we know people like listen to us, like we see statistics and shit. So like, feel free to like drop us a DM, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we have a sponsor for today, Farley? <laughs> of course we do. We couldn't bring you this phenomenal content uh, that is a thing without generous sponsorship from a range of fictional sponsors. This podcast is kindly and most welcomely sponsored by Lily Cove Museum. Lily Cove Museum uh, has a exciting contemporary exhibition programming, bringing you masterpiece collections of sculptures and artworks, including portraits of contest-winning Pokemon. That's Lily Cove Museum for all your Pokemon Masterpiece collection on exhibit sculpture and artwork needs. Thank you, Lily Cove Museum. Yeah, thank you, Lily Cove Museum. Without you, this show couldn't happen. How many people out there must resent you for giving us funding? (laughs) Um, So what are we going to be talking about today, Farley? Well, today uh, we're going to mix up the format a little bit and we're going to visit a very uh, well, well well trodden ground uh, of a debate. So, are video games art debate? Uh, This debate raises its head every now and then as cultures new and old uh, uh, kind of clash uh, and lots of people throw their opinion into the hat as to whether games are art or not so we're going to give you um a topsy-turvy flipsy slidey backwards uh bit of a debate on whether games are art or not uh, so the format will be uh, we'll both do opening statements so uh i will be arguing for games as art you'll be arguing against games as art uh, and then, depending on how that goes, we'll then flip, turn it upside down, and argue the other perspective. So that's tonight's debate. That guy's a maniac. The podcast debates games as art. Right. Do you have anything else to add to this? Uh, nah. Let's just jump right in. Let's hear your flimsy argument. Okay. So, Professor Cudsey one one. Raccoon City College. Uh, what am I? What am I, Professor? Of? 
moving arts. The moving arts, of course. I forgot. That's how educated and sophisticated I am. Titles mean nothing. Stop, seriously. <laughs> Professor, I'll have you know. <laughs> um, so, video games as art. Video games are nothing but art. They are put together by game artists, directors and designers. Not to be too direct or prosaic about it, but the second A in BAFTA stands for arts, and people who make games win BAFTAs. Games are the fusion of music, motion and image. Their soundtracks are arranged and played by philharmonic orchestras lectured by warbling YouTubers and sang along to in hipster San Francisco video game themed bars. Their visuals, design docs, concept designs and development stills are published in art of dot 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 books made available in in-game galleries, printed onto posters, 3D printed, signed and sold at conventions and reworked, reimagined, cosplayed and furified by a legion of fan artists. The art of video games is dissected in art and design museums the world over. A number of them, a number of the exhibitions simply called the art of video games. Auteurs in the industry are awarded order of arts and letters alongside authors and traditional artists. Games have been used to make news broadcasts, serial dramas, improv theater pieces. Gamers buy, sell, save, and trade each other's in-game artworks, models, levels, costumes, skins, and animations. Not only are game, games art themselves, they're a gnomon of what's traditionally considered as art. They contain art within them. They contain traditional art within them. They contain museums, they contain paintings, they contain orchestras, they contain sculptures, sketches, art academies, literature, poetry, auctions, paint, dance, ink, chalk and pencil. They have their own plays and television programs and dances and songs. Games are curated, reviewed, dissected, modded, parodied and shamelessly copied. Endless discussions defining game genres rage over the internet, including this podcast, in textbooks and academic papers. Games audiences fill stadiums, lurking chat rooms, fighting digital lobbies, as well as logging in from bedrooms, sofas, and bar stores. Games are the ultimate expression of creative imagination, from works by a single developer to studios, workshops, and schools of game makers. Game appreciation, almost an art in itself, takes the form of reviews, revisits, scores out of 10, stars out of five, top tens, let's plays, games of the year, games of all time. From playing a game alone to taking the main stage at a tournament, games and playing games gives us laughter, tears, frustration, and fear. The art of games cannot be dissected, distilled, or isolated from video games themselves. Video games, dear listener, are nothing but art. Mm. And that's your argument, is it? That's my opening argument, yes. It's your opening argument. Well, unfortunately, as much as you may say that, no, video games are not art. They are mm-hmm. products or toys that live within a digital sphere. As much as anything can generally be interpreted as art, my stance here, um, where you take the definition of art, 
as an elevated form of communication, it is exclusive to humans. However, games are way, way more primal. And they sit in what is generally considered uh, within and throughout the animal kingdom as play. Um, the reason I'm saying this is we sort of live within um, a world where art is produced only by humans. It is exclusive to humans, but games transcend human um, constraints, as it were. And within the Animal Kingdom, we see play existing as well. There are five. There's a five-point standard in play, cited by somebody I looked up on the internet called Gordon Burkhart, um, and he sets these um, five points as one play for establishing social rank, two. Play for learning social rules. Three, play as practice. Four, play uh, to establish motor coordination. And five, play as social bonding. Now, we can dissect and go into that in a little bit more depth very, very quickly. Social rank very clearly can sort of be looked at as high score tables or online competition. Play for learning social rules. All digital games have a set of rules. Every single one of them has a set of rules that we learn and we play and we exploit and we run through. We learn this little microcosm. Play for practice. If there's anything in the world which we do and replay and redo is every single game has repetitive tasks, whether it's just pressing a button at the right time or learning to do the same thing over and over and over. Play to establish more coordination. I mean, it's a little bit of an easy one, purely because, yes, we can see that in a very, very easy example with Guitar Heroes or rhythm action games like that. Um, you are constantly repeating and improving and making your uh, control and dexterity over this world. Um, better and better and play is social bonding every single game through the oldest games all the way through to modern day games has some way of being played e either by you know like if it's in arcades or if it's talking about it or if it's creating magazines around it it always has a social bonding forum in some kind of fashion and of course like with social bonding, especially nowadays, we have nothing but communities based around um, games with Discord servers, etc. Um, and to directly sort of talk about what you were mentioning there, yes, as pretty as the component parts of a game are, be it the music, be it the surrounding, be the vast open worlds, ultimately, what a game will be it will boil down to the factors that we've just talked about. It is the difference between playing snakes and ladders drawn with a stick in the sand or a snakes and ladders board that's been painted by Michelangelo. Ultimately, it's still just a game. And that's why games are not art. Discuss! Is that the is that your end of your opening statement? That is the end of my opening statement, this. 
Okay, interesting. Interesting. Oh! I hear you have an assistant. <laughs> yeah, an assistant researcher who's decided that she wants in on the podcast. Okay. Hello. Very appropriate. Yeah. Considering, uh, considering some of your themes in your argument. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, of course. Because uh, yeah. every fucking podcaster has to have a cat, you know? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've got some, we've got some non-human opinions there. For any of you who speak cat on uh, video games as art. Don't know if she's for or against. Um, please let us know. How do you want to do this? Um, look, I'll, I'll consider your statement first. Cool. Um, a very, very interesting angle. I'm not too sure that uh, play and art are mutually exclusive. And I think you'll find a whole genre of traditional art which plays on the idea of play. Um, so games could be play and art at the same time, I'd offer. Uh, in some of the five-point lists you brought up, first we mentioned uh, the idea of play being to establish social ranks. Yeah. And that kind of has a direct analogue in high scores. I don't know if you've ever met anyone who has a high score on a game, um, but I wouldn't say it particularly helped them with their social rank. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, if you think of it as more of a microcosm, because you still do get that ability to put your name on the high scoreboard in some fashion. Yeah, you don't need to brag about it, but you're still going to get the same uh, primal enjoyment that you would normally get from play by being able to put yourself in and say, you know what, I'm better than this guy. So, yeah, yeah I see what you mean. But yeah, it is, it is a limited... Um, social pool as with any other animal in the animal kingdom they are not judged against every other cat they're judged in a yeah. small pack okay so if I if I rock up to my local pub um, with my 3DS and start showing people my uh, my 6 IV uh, <laughs> Pokemon um, <laughs> is, is that going to do wonders for my social rank no, it would probably be more impressive to somebody who was in the same uh, bracket as you, such as another person, perhaps me, who doesn't have a sex IV Oma Star or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I could definitely think, oh shit, he's done better than me. Yeah. You know. So I mean, so that is the case. I, I do have. First, I have. Five boxes of six-star IV Pokemon, uh, stars. Um, so, am I now the king of you? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> well, so that argument, uh, not a specialist. Well, no, 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 look, it's not about that, <laughs> exhortation that, that of dominance. It is about social right. It doesn't matter if I believe it. If you believe it, then, you know, that's where it all comes from. It's not like an animal has the same argument. Like, if you were to talk about play within the animal kingdom, it's not that you're going to say, I, well, you know, I'm better. You know, it is more a case of, I feel better because I have won. That's all that matters. It's not about um, whether the uh, other person feels they've lost or not. Um, I'm sceptical. 
that that's the case when it comes to the wider animal kingdom. I think, okay, there, there might be holes in the on. argument, but there is a direct comparison to social rank and the fact that it's a fucking ranked table. You know? So, I mean, I, I don't really mm-hmm. know where the argument can come yeah. in there. I think just because both those things have the word rank in them doesn't mean they're necessarily <laughs> equatable. Um, the next, Except the that next, they are ranked. <laughs> the next point uh, I jotted down um, uh, was that you spoke very eloquently about um, play uh, in non-human animals, and so this, you know, um, perhaps video games are just a, a an extension of the weird things that humans are doing by by you know kind of finding um, synthetic. Uh, or virtual versions of what we might do uh, were we, um, uh, you know, if we go back to the earliest, anatomically modern humans, which is not an unproblematic statement. Um, however, and this is, this is you know, sort of on the cusp of, of, of um, being broken down, but a lot of early thought and observation about play in other animals, which is very difficult uh to discern one way or the other right we can't we 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 that's something that's a behavior that we ascribe but who knows what parrots magpies lions are doing when they're playing however some of the early thought about play was that it was um sharpening uh you know survival skills if you like yeah a safe testament um Whereas in games, with video games, I don't think any of the skills you're picking up, you mentioned hand-eye coordination, which is, you know, one of those, we, we've joked about it before, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, also like, uh, you know, if you, if, you, um, uh, if you have a senior role in a, in a World, of War, World of Warcraft guild, you should put that on your CV. Do you remember when that was doing the rounds a while ago? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think those... Uh, I don't think play in that respect because we are a very particular kind of animals uh, is necessarily related to survival so I don't think it's I don't think it's operating on that same level I I think well I disagree Um, and that becomes an argument of where we find enjoyment or what enjoyment is in that sort of case um, we can look at like we enjoy eating, we enjoy fucking, we enjoy these things. Why do we enjoy them? Because it's like the primal urge is driving us on, we get the dopamine, we realise that's the case. Play is actually very similar. When we play, we enjoy. And so there is this, definitely this primal feeling of doing this. Now, regardless of us capturing the magic in the bottle and turning it into a virtual digital world, we have caught play and we are just emulating those things over and over again. We are recreating them in a digital fashion. We are making toys to play with. That is that is what my argument is. Um, I, I don't know if you feel the same way or if you disagree that, that like uh, play is a primal thing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a bit I think it's a bit re- reductive. Um and it's very you know it, it's kind of it's a problematic area of what I think what broadly falls under evolutionary psychology is to, is to try and find 
you know a primal um uh, excuse or reason for everything you know everything we're doing and, and at the very extreme end it's it's like wow well, we're you know we're barely in control it's our it's our microbiota <laughs> and our dna and our urges and and you know we're just giving things a little steer here or there um, yeah no it which, is very very yeah. psychological like you know the yeah, feeling it's... of going for a piss is is yeah. it a nice thing or is our body telling us it's a nice thing you know yes. <laughs> it's, it's an odd yeah. one so can, my point is difficult. sorry my point is like just the initial start of this argument was art is a human thing but play I do not think is exclusive to humans so I I think it transcends or is beyond um, art in that fashion Mm. Again, I don't. I don't necessarily think that that they're they're mutually ex- exclusive. Uh, you know, and you could you could again if we were being extremely, uh, uh, you know, first year biological sciences philosophy degree. Um, <laughs> not, even. <laughs> not even. You know, if it was with the you know, the only reason that. Yeah, um, art exists is because uh, you know industrialization uh, freed us up, and we had to do something to stop being bored. And so that's 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 kind of why um, why play, and by extension, or, or at the same time, art exists. Um, but you know, I'm I'm not too sure when you're, I don't know, getting a Tetris. <laughs> that, that is that is uh, you know quite. Uh, the same as um, I don't, you know, Lion Club, Lion Club's play fighting. Um, uh, it, yeah. it is fun. It's soliciting a response. Yeah. Um, you know, realistically, we're not. You know, we're not then going out into the world and jamming four blocks into four block holes and celebrating that they fit. <laughs> no, but um, it does hit like some of those points. It hits establishing more coordination. You know, you don't get a Tetris if you just. You know, randomly press the buttons. It is a practicing thing as well, and you you're learning the rules of what you need to do in order to get like that Tetris. You learn that that stupid S shaped block. Oh shit! I need to find the right place for it. You you, you do that on the scale on the fly, and you're then able to sort of talk with other people, bond socially, gain social rack about. I know this. I have this thing that I can do. And I can show you, teach you, or I can, you know, brag about it. It hits all of those points. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I, I suppose we should more dissect your point. I, I mean, I said it right at the very, very end of mine, and I was very, very glad you brought up all of the points that you you've made, uh, because I do feel quite similarly to you that yes there are so much art around games and this is my argument is that it is around the games everything is pretty there are beautiful things that are created beautiful music beautiful 3d models beautiful landscapes everything is done and it's beautiful it is definitely falls in the realms of art i am with you 100% on that one but 
again, ultimately is wrapped around a game. And what we're arguing is whether or not games are art. Not everything else that comes with it. But what I'm saying is you... you the, um, you know, as, as I mentioned at a very basic, the, the people who make games are artists. And the way in which they make the games is through art. You can't... The you can't... people who make games is such a massive bucket term that you've just used. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you were to talk to a 3D artist, if you were to talk to a sound engineer, if you were to talk to a product manager, if you were to talk to HR, if you were to talk to a CEO, you know, what is their job? Is it artist or is it I am a cog in the wheel of making the art? I mean, I'm not saying uh, everybody, you know, it would be the no, same I, as... Uh, I, I tend to agree, people, they are artists. It would be the same as people who uh, you know, um prep canvases, make dyes, quarry stone. I wouldn't call all of them artists yet without them. Uh, uh, you know, your traditional 2D art could not exist. Um, but I'm saying, you know, without, we, we don't have to quibble about whether it is or it isn't. Uh, that's the word we use. That's the job title those people have. That's what we call the things they create. Uh, it's no longer, a, you know, a, a nascent you know, an argument of whether it is or isn't. It's but they currently are. When a 3D modeler makes a fantastic looking um, Lara Croft you, and then a skin painter say, comes. Sorry. You were going to say pair of boobs in Dead or Alive, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we, if we want, yeah, let's go down that route. When a okay. 3D modeler makes fantastically jiggleable. 3D poops yeah. and then puts a wonderful skin over it with lovely pink nipples uh, <laughs> what um, like yes I agree that what they have done is they've created a piece of art and it's yes. amazing it's wonderful but is that the game? Agree. is that the game? Um, what I'm saying is it, it's it's part of the game and, and of course the difficulty in arguing games especially because it, you know it's impossible not to compare it to other forms of media right because that's that's where we're framing our um that's where we're framing our arguments <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and uh games are so broad that uh, you know there are there are there are some games that perhaps really test you know we mentioned on the podcast the uh, as part of the racial justice bundle the game rain right yeah which is essentially a a ever so slightly interactive screensaver and we've talked at length on this podcast about, um, you know, is this a game or not? Because uh, we've talked about, you know, there has to be an element of threat. Perhaps bring it back to your your kind of evolutionary biology argument. Um, is it is it just a walking simulator? You know, Mist and Riven <laughs> are, are probably some of the strongest examples of well, this is 
you know, this is just art. The <laughs> art that you click on and click through, um, but you know, essentially is, is, is two-dimensional art. So I don't think that we can lean too heavily on uh, the uh, how play or how you play um, uh, influences the different games and whether they are or not. So I think we could make some slight arguments about you know games which are artier than other games. Then we're talking about stylization um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm... yeah I I tend to agree, but what I was what I mentioned was everything does boil down to being a game. You can look at um, like the most beautiful tennis simulator in the world, tennis twenty twenty one, whatever it is. Is it that different from Pong? Yeah, I mean it's more beautiful. Is it a different game? No, it's still a game. You know, my my point is, regardless of how pretty the wrapper is, there's always going to be a core product or toy. That you need to learn how to use and play. But I, I don't think perhaps to round up this this round of arguments, I don't think uh, the element of interactivity, which we could argue, you know, there are exceptions. There's interactive music. There's interactive art. There's interactive traditional forms of art. But just by having the element of interactivity, um, suddenly transports the entire product and every part of it to to a, you know a different magisteria of discussion so you know, it cannot be art because it is play it requires a human at the, at the center of it in order to make it go or to make it work yeah 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 absolutely no i mean it's a, it's a very very good point but i still feel that it's just sating primal urges rather than actually giving us you know, um, a communicative message short of this is how you play me. But then would that not be denying, and I admit it's difficult with games, would that not be denying them, uh, you know, the power to tell a story and a narrative and solicit other feelings beyond um, uh, you know, it's just the interactability, and I guess that's why I raised um, appreciation because I'm sure, as you did, there's no real solid definition of art. Just you know, yeah. <laughs> dictionary definition to start as a basis. So when I was looking in and around, um, you know, what what might make art, the appreciation side of it was there, and and you know, a huge part of. Uh, uh, not necessarily everybody, but a huge part of being a gamer is you know, we do it endlessly, reviewing, critiquing, comparing. I like, I hate this work, this didn't. Um, you know, beyond just a, a very practical, uh, well, you know, tennis, tennis 2020 is is much more mechanically better at, at uh, representing the challenge of playing tennis, shall we say, than. Pong. Um, that's not. That's not what what creates the the buzz and the interactivity that the, the gaming community brings to the games. Although yeah, some no, people, that's I why think... I tried to make that earlier comparison. As well. <laughs> well, uh, I think know, some it's... people would like it to be that way, 
you know, we only talk about how good a simulation this is, and we don't bring in narratives, politics, and feelings. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but that is ultimately what a game is, regardless. It, it, <laughs> yes, a game is more than its constituent parts, but the game itself is always just going to be a rule. Uh, sort of, when you look at some of the games from the mid-90s, and we talked about this as well, fucking Ocean Games was the same game over and over with a different skin. You learn the rules, you jump diagonally, or you try to jump diagonally with a shitty joystick. Um, whether you're Batman, whether you're that guy from Nightbreed, or, or whether you're Robocop, you, you're still, you can put lots of skins on these. Um, and, I, like, if you were to play Skyrim, yes, it's vast, it's beautiful, it's amazing, bloody, bloody, blah. But ultimately, all you're learning how to do is move around and kill things a bit better. And you get to play a little bit of maths as well. Um, uh, that's, you know, you, you're learning how to interact with that. The same, uh, same way as you get pleasure as a kid from learning how to hit the circle peg into the circle hole on the little hitty hammer toy thing. No difference there. Um, I'd argue there is a difference there. <laughs> um, There's a uh, lot more uh, demons in games than there are. But also, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think um, play or having a rule set is ne necessarily uh, you know, exclusive uh it, you can be art and do those things at the same time i think but okay let's bring it to closing shall we, statements shall we flip the script okay let, let's flip the script actually i mean um okay so uh we've now flipped positions uh and uh, richie can we have your statement please on video games as art I'm a bit more succinct with this one, um, which I'm sure everybody will be happy, including yourself. Um, but basically, games are a new media. Just as film or photography couldn't be seen as art for a long time, games are struggling with exactly the same arguments. Where old masters used paint and canvas, and filmmakers use narratives, actors and crew, and photographers play with light. Games use 3D models, they use orchestras, they use all sorts, and create these digital landscapes. The definition of art is as a communication of a concept, or an idea, or an ideal. Games do exactly the same. All that games is doing right now is evolving from 2D paper to a 3D digital medium. It is the birth and introduction of interactivity within art. <laughs> and that's my statement. Thank you very much. 
for your statement. <laughs> uh, my uh, argument now is that games are not art. So video games are not art, or better still, whether they are art or not, doesn't change them. When this debate occasionally rears its head, it's often from somebody outside of video games seeking to snobbishly gatekeep art and not art, high and low culture, often at the same time. Stamping video games in their full diversity with the art or not art stamp adds little to how they are played, designed, discussed and enjoyed. Furthermore, an acceptance in media studies circles or by the old capital A art committee takes away from games long history as anti-establishment. In the very first games through to today, games are made and played by rebels, punks, outsiders and weirdos. An entry into the high art hall of fame potentially would throw a fence around what games are, who can make them, who can enjoy them and who can have a say about them. As we've seen, when games become too big to ignore, we get the old guard accused of inspiring violence or creating a generation of man-children, one of the causes of Japanese lost generations. Cherry-picking somewhat, games were pioneered by beatniks, queers, loners and losers, a history that's still not been fully explored and celebrated for what it is. A notion that we've talked about in a podcast before, uh, and is perhaps generational, is that there was never going to be a big parade for when video games became acceptable or mainstream or indeed art. The newspapers weren't going to have a gaming section in the back like they currently do for sports. TV execs weren't going to start commissioning monocled gamerati's roundtables debating the latest game genre philosophy. Uh, we just collectively got there as gamers through gathering together online and in person and running with it. In a 2008 Guardian article, Richard Bartle, uh, a gaming luminary, declared that we've won. Get over it. He points out from statistics, now over 10 years old, that half the UK population has grown up playing computer games. Gamers are professors, doctors, binmen and baristas. Bear in mind this is before the explosion of MMOs, mobile gaming, streaming, gaming YouTube. We're everywhere, from the business exec who plays Candy Crush, and it's always Candy Crush, during the commute, the 83-year-old <laughs> granddad who's world number one on Tetris 99, who still just plays for fun, the professor of astronomy who meticulously collects every version of Dead or Alive, and everyone in between. It doesn't mean there aren't problems in gaming, and we all know what they are, but whether they're deemed art or not by either you or me or the gatekeepers of high culture or government officials, it changes little about them. Are games art? Who cares? Games are games. Play them, share them, love them, hate them. Obsessing over whether the artometer should indicate art or not art is probably the least interesting thing you could say about them. And this concludes my statement. Alright. I mean, fucking hell, disqualification, Farley. You're supposed to be <laughs> arguing that they're not. Bloody hell! <laughs> Just like... Uh, my closing statement is fuck this podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck this podcast episode. And now, and now, I think you know we've definitively just ended the fact that this debate ever needs to happen again. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I mean, it's ultimately, ultimately, are you just doing this so that we'll just end the podcast there? 
<laughs> We've been trying to work in our endings. That would be a good ending. Fuck this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. That's it. No, um, I I see what you're you're getting at there. Is it a relevant point to say whether games are art? And I think I was when I was looking into this, I came to a very very similar point with you and that's actually how i came up with my argument about um why they weren't games um, mm-hmm. um and that's purely because um i think games might be more or currently in a, a transitive state um so there is definitely a point where games are just pure drossy entertainment and they can be, um, they can be looked at as, you know, just dopamine hits, like your Candy Crush, like your, mm. you know, um, any sort of flashy color coming on the screen. Look at me, I've I've learned a thing how to do. Oh, I'm getting rewarded. That that is a pure, trashy form um, of uh, entertainment. And there are definitely games out there which offer a lot more in terms of involvement and interactivity and perhaps rather snootily uh, a, a much more elevated experience <laughs> beyond, you know, seeing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles open packs of cards so that you can get the new (laughs) random one which gives it a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 5 stars or whatever shit mobile phone game there is out there doing that I actually one of my original arguments was going to equate these trossy shitty entertainment games to the equivalent of a shitty movie (laughs) versus a good movie you know, yeah. one which, uh, you know, is, and, like, or not even just shitty media, like, EastEnders versus The Seventh Seal. You know, there is a massive <laughs> gap in, in everything that is involved there, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, like, yes, some people might argue that, you know, because art is in there eye of the beholder or appreciation entertainment however you want to put it or quote it um, there are people who are going to argue that EastEnders is way better than that shitty old film and vice versa you're going to have people who maybe perhaps get more out of that film than they get out of EastEnders uh, who's yeah. right who's wrong who knows yeah. you know You know, or they'll, or they'll say um, well you know EastEnders has affected more people than, uh, you know, just, just from the number of people who watch it than the same film. Or, uh, you know, uh, EastEnders continues to be funded, therefore it must be important. Um, which, you know, we, we have a lot in the gaming discourse as well, where, um, you know, gamers kind of essentially fighting, it's this weird thing that we do, you know, fighting to justify the the game that I enjoy is more important than the game and you enjoy. And, 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 <laughs> yes. You know, there's not a battleground. There's not a battlefront that we can't fight that on. You're um, wrong for liking this game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it did. It, it sold more in the first week than the game that you're interested in, or it got uh, more nines out of tens on Metacritic than than your game did. 
or uh, this famous person likes playing this game and, and you're, you know, and, uh, and has never mentioned you. All these different battlegrounds we come up to, to, to basically just drive a wedge <laughs> between us. It's yeah, so, I mean, 100%. So the um, same and, divisions know. that you see, you know, do we want a Brexit? Do we want a Trump? Do we want all these things? The same divisions that you just see splintering um, and splintering. Humans are weird except, tribes. It, yeah, but yeah, it's you know it's the it's the, the super tribe again. Going going back to the rather um, dirty history of evolutionary philosophy, um, and you know culture is culture is meaningless as long as we have something, anything. To put me in in a in a group against somebody else, I and mean, that's the people who we were against. Um, the, I mean, I think we were just arguing the same thing uh, in that last round. Other other ways of kind of thinking about arguing it, and um, I couldn't really, I couldn't really think of an angle for this. Is obviously a big part of video games is that they are games, and I don't know, you know, if you were to say are board games art. Are card games art? I'd probably say no. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to video games, I think I'd say yes, they were. And so I was just interested as to, as to what uh, your thoughts on on uh, which you kind of talked about in your in, in your games are not our argument. Um, what is the games part of video games? I would say, I mean, it definitely has to come under play. I, I, I was maybe not as eloquent as I would love to have been, um, which is great for um, somebody who does a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, but no matter what game you're playing, and I, I feel like I'm rehashing the same argument, it's always going to boil down to some kind of a mechanic that you get enjoyment from whether it is learning how to play a fighting game and learning combos and learning you know those sorts of things you're you're learning to get better for whatever reason like we have that stupid fucking thing where we worry about our pokedexes not being complete on the horrible <laughs> fear that you know the devil might come up and he'll have all of our family strapped to chairs with guns to their heads uh, and if we can't beat him at pokemon they're all gonna die um and yeah. uh, that's probably the prime lurch of just i want to succeed <laughs> you know <laughs> as opposed to i don't want this horrible thing to happen um then yeah, yeah, like, I, yeah. I can I can see that uh, elements of that argument are stronger if you are talking about I don't know playing um, Mortal Kombat, organizing a forty-man raid, uh, racing someone in Gran Turismo Online. But what about you know? Uh, and we can use some well-worn tropes here. Uh, in Monster Hunter, leaving the village just to get that wonderful opening vista and stirring music, or you know, patting your virtual Pikachu on the head in in uh, Pokemon Channel, uh, you know, or watching 
a virtual sunrise in whatever MMO. There are also these elements to it, and you know you can be but somebody. It's who's padding. Sort of one it's fluff. It, it's, it's not well. No, I think for some people, and it's very very clear from you know the amount of um, videos and screenshots and profile pictures and deviant art and all of that stuff that's inspired by games. Um, it, it is about the characters, the story, the moments, or, or parts of it are about that, rather than just you know I'm in I'm in this mechanical machine to to. Work okay. the rule set. To look at it from a different angle, and I'm actually going to paraphrase you here as well. Um, when we, we were talking about layers of fear, um, you remember we were talking about how it's a scary game until you start to see behind the curtain, and yeah. ultimately you see the game, and you see it past all of the. I mean, it's amazing stuff that they do. You know they, they fuck with your head. They you know they they play around with the spatial orientation, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Audio, but yeah. Once you start to realise, oh shit! Um, all I need to do is just keep walking forward. Um, and then it's just suddenly like you've seen under it. You become numb to the oh, things jumped out and gone. Bleh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which layers of fear does quite well, uh, but you 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 end up thinking right, I I, I don't. That this is no longer a scary world I live in. I have seen under the skirt. You know, it is um, <laughs> under the skirt. Dude. Under the skirt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> under the curtain, not under the skirt. Not under the skirt is a perfectly valid analogy as well. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, we we discussed that a number of times. But that sense of fear that you're getting when you're playing it isn't a fear of I don't know the rules. It is a it is a uh, a projection, you know, a a visceral physiological reaction um, to events which are happening uh, on the screen, and it it transcends what you were saying about rule sets. And I I think what you're saying about rule sets we've discussed a lot of times on the podcast before is is absolutely right and it's a big part of some games and um, all games generally um but also there are those more uh oh man i feel like i'm becoming emotion man and you're becoming mechanistic rule set man <laughs> which <laughs> are superhero say... names we're not professor of the moving arts <laughs> but I think, um, I think I'm emotional I... man <laughs> I, I can see the rule set of this, of this room yes, it's a beautiful door um, yeah fucking hell it's yeah. the Neo moment where he sees the matrix yeah <laughs> <laughs> Seeing up yeah, <laughs> under the skirt. Up, <laughs> I can see up the skirt of the Matrix. Whereas <laughs> um, I'd say I'd say it's a combination of both. And of course, you can have games at one end or the other, right? You can have games which are yeah. You, know, these you can have your EastEnders versus Seven Seal. You know, you can have your uh, let's say Dwarf Fortress or Champ Manager, right? Where you're basically looking at a spreadsheet. Through <laughs> to, um, I don't know what would be another. Uh, what would be what would be the extreme end of emotion? Something like Gris, 
Um, what about the? We never talked about like the Icos and the um, the other one, Fall of the Colossus. It's not Fall of the Colossus. What is it called? <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the, the Colossus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff where you know they they really try to pretend that it's fucking art. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I I get it. Like, oh look, we're too cool to make it a narrative, but you're gonna make the narrative in your head. There's no dialogue and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. That's a concept. It's nice. Does that make it art? No, it makes it arty. Uh, but yeah, I like. I, <laughs> sorry, I'm shitting all over those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Richie, yeah. the lone the lone truther against. Critically acclaimed, <laughs> widely celebrated as the best gaming has to offer. <laughs> as hearty games. You heard it here first, that guy's a maniac podcast. Um, uh, my other question, I think you mentioned it. Um, my this is, I think, you know, with, with uh, video games, is still a new medium. Um, you know, new is a is a comparative term. Uh, of course, you know you could argue that what well, it's pushing pushing sixty years old. Um, yeah, but, but it's not got to the point. I, I you couldn't argue like, well, it would be hard to argue pixel art if it wasn't so like picked up by um, the sort of retro hipster vaporware crowd which is very very fashionable at the moment um, yeah. but like when you were playing computer games back in the day playing Dizzy on a Commodore 64 it's like these are white blocks they move they do and he does a little animation great um, nowadays I think we were getting to a point where there is a sort of there was a point where you could look at films and computer games sort of meshing, but they're definitely separating now. In that, because movies are so so CG'd, if you look at the Avengers films, like there was no actual sets there anymore. Everything was digitally made. You know, everyone was just wearing a, a suit with like black spots on their heads and stuff like that. That was literally, you know, uh, a magnificent. Feet, magnific feet of digital. Magnific. Ma, what's the word? Magne, magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. Magne, <laughs> thank you. Magnifique. 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 Dans les Avengers. Je n'aime pas beaucoup les Um. <laughs> sorry. Um. Yeah. No. It's a magnificent. Oh my fucking hell! Magnificent feet of yes. digital creation and art and yes you do get replicated techniques of that in video games but they've kind of diverged because where movies are creating these worlds they're actually trying to make things look as realistic as possible but with games they tend to sort of push things in a bit more of the fantastical um, sort of side of things I, I suppose that's you do get yeah. more fantastic games as opposed to movies which are a bit more grounded in a, a sort of reality field. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what my point was. I think it's just that <laughs> um, 
like a few years back there was definitely a thought that are the video games and movie industry going to be the same thing and yeah. I would say, safely say at this point no fuck you you were wrong it is they are different things now um, yeah 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 and um, on your point about them being new media it, I don't know it just seems to be something about the way uh, generations of humans work that it yeah. that it it kind of takes that 40 50 so we, i think we're beginning to see the, the beginning of it at the moment 40 50 years and a generation growing up you know so you've got the, the people who are, who are slightly older when these things came out and who are now very old and the people who are just you know you get the generation of people who just playstation was always a thing which isn't our generation uh and, and in the way that you know tv film and to a certain extent games is still unpacking things like world war Two. Vietnamese war so it also takes time for these things to be acknowledged acknowledged even when they're made at the time you know like we can look back and we can see uh, you know the godfather and think that is a massive feat is a very artistic thing that was done created however at the time it's like yeah mafia film you know (laughs) it takes reflection yeah yeah that's what I was trying to say. There's, 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 there's this cultural lag time, um, and although there is, you know, interesting bits of de- discourse around games as art, um, we mentioned the high score documentary the other day as like, oh, actually, this is, you know, one of the first, you know, high production value, talking to original creators, um, capturing some of that history of games, which is done here, there, and everywhere. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's 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 at some point it will just become part and parcel of wider culture. Um, and at the moment, we're still not quite there. And so I think that's one of the things. Yeah. Particularly for people of our generation, because you know we were the the first people who kind of grew up with it uh, in 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 the home. Um, is it? Yeah, it's not quite at that broader discussion really and, it, and it's going to be an interesting fascinating discussion um in the same way that you know as you just mentioned looking at uh, the godfather or historical events or the civil rights movement um you know the people who were there would say it's the most important thing that was happening why is it only now that people are finding out about this that or the other um you know not to compare the history of video games with the civil rights movement those are two very different things uh, but is this this cultural lag time i guess um i missed uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we're I don't think we're out of it, and, and who knows if we'll even get there. The way the yeah, no, I, I I think it is it's, it's definitely an emergent art form. I don't know if we're we're there or if it's reached its potential to be the art form it could be with interactivity. I mean, one thing that we haven't mentioned or we, what we did like what was it, a couple of years ago, we went to the the V and A games as art exhibition, um, and I mean. You, our thoughts and feelings were kind of like we weren't too impressed with the exhibition. We had fun. No, and I, actually, <laughs> yeah, we, we've. Um, I mean, not not to make it sound like we're culture vultures, but uh, we've now been to three exhibitions together yep. on the history, basically on the history of games, the art of games. Um, since so the one at the science museum, um, which essentially was like two hundred playable games, you know, like you're gonna stand in the science museum and 
play all of fucking Final Fantasy VII on a, <laughs> on a thing. <laughs> and there was, then there was, uh, I think there was a design one at the Barbican. Yeah, uh, but that was more was... about uh, visual effects um, and interactivity. So they had like the yes. shift from how gravity was made and things like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the, the most recent one at, at, at the VNA. And again, this is very much how you know video games are kind of um, interpreted through the, the you know the the, the old school, uh, if you like, gatekeepers of, of high culture, such as museums. And I don't think they, as I said, they don't necessarily need to be defined in this particular way. But I think you know it's quite nice that we've been to all three of those together, and we're still like, you know, we go, we enjoy them. We're like, mm, not yet. Give it another. <laughs> Give it another ten years, and, and you know there'll be an exhibition that, that that perhaps gets it, rather than you know focusing on, well here's games, just play the games. Like, well, it's not really, you know, it's not like you go to a, a <laughs> literature or exhibition and they just, like, oh, here's, you know, here's the works of William Shakespeare. Have a read. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> a like an up culture Argos store. Everybody just sit down and read the entire works of William Shakespeare shall I um, so there was kind of like a focus on technology as the physical technology um, and then uh, yeah the most yeah the most recent one we went to you know was a little bit more about thought process design creativity they had that series of really good videos looking at the impact of games which you know used very tropey in the way that you know, use oh look. In, in well, I mean, it touched people, on some people of the points, turn right? out to to yeah. a stadium to see you know all that stuff that we used to try and legitimize games uh, yeah. by comparing them to things which are already more legitimate. Yeah, but it touched on some of the arguments of what art is with political mm. statements and mm-hmm. like so they had those games that were like opposed to the the last queer on earth or something silly like that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, um, but it, you know it was about. LGBTQ awareness so that was really you know um, it shows that games can do this and and there was like um, there was an exhibition I went to in Brighton as well and um, there was actually a guy who had written a game um, and it was it it was quite a depressing game and it was about depression (laughs) but basically his his, uh, I think it was his brother um, had killed himself because of depression and um, he wanted to use that as an outlet to make people aware of depression and how it can affect people you know yeah um so like there is definitely potential and scope and a use for games um to be yeah. artistic in that way in the same way as we and have I, films and, and i yeah. think i think that's always been there i think um you know, if you if you look across the history of games, there are there have been, uh, as I mentioned, you know these these games which are more motivated by message, be it around identity or rights or mental health or inequality. Um, they've always been there, and it's always been a part of gaming. Um, so yeah, which is not to be overlooked. But then at the same time, and this is the difficulty of having the kind of pseudo debate that we've just had. When we say the word games, we're talking about that guy from Brighton who, who you know, made this game around um, depression and a form of healing and a form of understanding. When you say the word games, you're talking about that game, and you're also talking about FIFA 2021. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Massive, massive corporation, player packs, same fucking gear, every single uh, game, every single, single year. You know, both of those things are games. Um, and that's that could be the difficulty of, of you know, <laughs> You've actually just it's reminded true. me of one of my initial arguments. I didn't bring it into this one, but I'm going to just sort of mention it's like the advent and introduction of like money is always a gearing factor behind art. It is what drives you know who we consider to be the greatest arts collectors and you know museums all drive forward that price and things like that i was just thinking about a comparison to an old master who had transactions microtransactions you know you can see <laughs> the, the gist of this painting <laughs> However, you can only see the brush strokes if you pay four ninety five. Well, you know? without without getting too deep into it, a lot of the you know a lot of the practicing artists in the seventeenth century that's exactly what they were doing. You know, they would um, um, they would you know, as they were working up a print, you know, a kind of a, a plate, they'd run off prints of every state. Uh, and then flock them. You know, it was DLC. It was like, oh, you know, you like my work, or you think I might be going somewhere. You know, this week I've, you know, I added a nose to that guy who you bought the ear of last time. Uh, you know, <laughs> want to pick it up as an investment? Um, so yeah, uh, and you know, of course, we, we could have had a huge discussion about the commodification of games, and and does that is that does that take away from the fact that they can be art? Um, and you know capitalism blah 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 oh, we yeah, never even touched way. on the fact there's a collaborative art form and things like that. yeah there's yeah, just many yeah, many yeah, many yeah, more arguments many well. many ways we could go we could go yeah could have gone but, um, yeah but i think let's maybe just shut up yeah let's uh awkwardly just kind of wind it down as we do at the end of every podcast no but we came up with the best way to end this podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> you can do it this time okay fuck this podcast <laughs>